Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, hey. It is all official. The Biden-Trump contest is on. And friends, from what I can tell, from the head of absolute steam, smoke, fire, that left the, and closed the Republican National Convention last night with President Trump's over-the-fence speech, home run, cleared all the bases. <clears throat> I can't see how um, Joe Biden could possibly win this race. And you know what? I don't think that the Democrats see how Joe Biden can possibly win this race. So uh, all the nasty stuff is about to happen. You know, we talked about how nasty this was going to get. Well, buckle your seatbelts. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to get nasty from here past the finish line. And, 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 and I tweeted out, if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at Rev, R-E-V, at Rev, C-L, Bryant, at Rev, C-L, Bryant. I tweeted out uh, a couple of tweets earlier. Uh, yeah, Alice Marie Johnson is, has been, and probably will be for some time, Democrats' worst nightmare. They hate the image of her being free. They hate the image of her sharing the stage with the President of the United States because she, my friends, is going to be a constant reminder of how hypocritical and how failed Democrats have been when it has come to the black community. She and others like her are absolute reminders to the Democrat Party, and it should be a wake-up call to you and motivate you to get out and vote come November 3rd. It should be a wake-up call to you of just how hypocritical and ineffective the Democrat Party has been when it has come to the Democrat community, you know, to the, uh, Republic, to the uh, black community. And the Democrat community and the Dem- and the Republican community. They've been ineffective and useless to all of us for the last 50 years. And now they're trying to tear down the country. That's what the Democrats are trying to do. They want to destroy the country. Uh, <laughs> today, uh, 
we mark the 28th anniversary or the, or the anniversary here on the uh, 28th day of August, Dr. King's famed I Have a Dream speech given 1963 at the Washington and the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. And of course, uh, black people are nowhere near what King envisioned them to be. Uh, in 1963. Oh, he would have been very uh, proud of us back in the early 2000s. Yeah, he'd have been very proud of us then. But it went totally downhill. Uh, oddly enough, right after Barack, right during Barack Obama's uh, administration, you'd have thought that all of the things that were accomplished for black folks during the Trump administration in his three years uh, in three and a half years, he accomplished everything that Obama never could accomplish in eight. But yet Trump is supposed to be the guy who's against black folks and a racist and all of this. And Obama is supposed to be their savior, our savior. I'm black. He was supposed to be the savior, even though I didn't vote for him. I wasn't rooting against him because he was supposed to be the savior. I never believed that. And guess what? Turned out I was right. Oh, those who have been against me for so long. Uh, oh, in nearly 11 years here, September, September 9, a day that will live in the American uh, books of history. 1.5 million Americans descended upon Washington, D.C., led by FreedomWorks. Go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, led by FreedomWorks. In fact, this is the day that our relationship began. Here we are 11 years later, and uh, FreedomWorks and I are still having a very wonderful marriage, although I'm known for long-term commitments and marriages. I'm known for that. Go to FreedomWorks.org. And become a part of a, a movement, a movement. Now, folks, listen. Let me show you where this is going. OK, you saw the reaction. If you if you're like me, you flip between the CNNs, the MSNBCs, and you look at the various reactions and the various jabs and, and stabs that are going on at a successful speech, a successful president who is breathing life back into a nation that had had the absolute wind knocked out of it by the China virus. Right. Well, yes, we had the absolute wind knocked out of us by the China virus, which it is accurately called. The president actually accurately calls it the China virus. And um, <clears throat> if you ask me, and sometimes people do, sometimes uh, nobody asks me, <laughs> but sometimes and many times people ask me, I'm asked. I'm asked nationally often, but sometimes nobody's asking me anything. But, 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 but I'm telling you what I'm, what's on my mind right now because this is what I do. And I trust that you continue to hope that I do it well and pray that I do it well. And I thank God for the ability to do it well. As Rush would say, all of us who do this in this capacity are gifts on loan from God. So thank you for this opportunity to do it. We are seeing now uh, 
athletes, Major League Baseball, basketball, of course, football, began to boycott and walk off, walk off their jobs and disrespect America as part of their job. They feel it's part of their job because they say this is what they're saying. This is what one of their representatives said. They said that the athletes don't want to just be seen as objects of entertainment, but as people with opinions and just not a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Can you tell me what LeBron James would bring to the table if we didn't want to watch him play basketball? Tell me that. Tell me what LeBron James would bring to the table if he had not basketball skills. If, if I'm talking about right now. If he didn't have if he had never had basketball skills, if he was if he had gotten injured, what would he bring to the table? What would most of the uh, sports uh, field bring to the table if they were not objects of entertainment who we pay big money to to entertain us and not offend us? Huh? We pay them big money to entertain us and not offend us because the agreement is we know and you should never forget that you are paid to shut up and entertain because you should know that if you did not do what you do, you would not be where you are. So do what you do. Entertain us. Oh, you can have your commentary anytime you want. You can always speak anytime you want, but don't use the platform that we give you to do that. It's called the National Basketball League. It's called the National Football League. The NLB, National, the NBL, National Baseball League. <clears throat> That's what it's called. So don't get it twisted. You can say whatever you want to say, but don't lead, use the league that we pay you to participate in a national league to do it. Say it on your own. Say it uh, without your, your, your whatever Lakers hat on. But this is what I'm calling for, Americans. Let's divest in the NBA. The ML, the M- 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 National uh, Baseball, Major League Baseball. NFL, let let's uh, let us divest in them, <clears throat> because see they they somehow think that we need them. Are you hearing me? <clears throat> we can always create entertainment that would probably cause less money to go and do. 
if you want to get them back in line where they're supposed to be and getting their heads on straight, understanding who they truly are, they are entertainers. And that's what we we don't want them as social philosophers. They are entertainers. They can be social philosophers in venues that we don't pay for. On their own and suffer the slings and arrows that way. But don't if if you're going to walk off, if you're going to walk off the field talking about uh, uh, we don't we're not recognizing that black lives matter. If you're going to walk off, then walk off. Walk on off. But Americans, I am saying to you, we need to fix this so they don't come back. We need to send this message once and for all. We cannot be jerked around like this. Are you hearing me? We had better not allow ourselves to be jerked around like this any longer because we already have been. Huh? We have been jerked around long enough, so let's stop being jerked around. Let's divest in the NBA. Let's divest in the NFL. Let's divest in ML, in Major League Baseball, MLB. Friends, I am saying to you that you are the American citizen, you're still in charge of this country. You're still in charge of the way the entities that you created. Yeah, we made Major League Baseball what it is. It became America's game because we made it that. NFL players make the kind of money that they make not because of anything else they bring to the table. At that point in time, I mean, there's many of them who have great college educations, but not most. Most of them play football. That's what they do. They don't bring anything else to the table if they're not doing that. Most NBA players play basketball. That's what they bring to the table. If they're not doing that, they don't bring anything else to the table. Why are we listening to them? Why are we being directed by them? That's what they do. They play basketball. They make big money to play basketball. And we enjoy that. So do that. So, my friends, I think of Jackie Robinson. who never in all of his life made a year what most rookies coming into the NBA, Major League Baseball, National Football League make on just a signing bonus. Jackie Robinson. Oh, yeah, the Brooklyn Dodgers, you know, first to break the he he broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Walk off. 
Are you kidding me? Walk off. Jackie risked risk everything. Being in the open so that these fools could have an opportunity to play. He was a black life. His life mattered. Because he had the courage to stand up in a nation that he helped to build for those who were so unappreciative of what he did. And they can never relive, they can never relive what he did, even though that's what they would like to do. They would like for you to think that's what they're doing, but they can never relive, emulate the courage that Jackie Robinson exemplified when there were things thrown at him on that field. He could have been shot on that field. Black cats were let loose on that field. And these clowns are walking off of the field. For what? I can understand if you're walking off the field to protest all the lives that were taken by black folks in Chicago, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Houston, Detroit. I could understand and I'd walk with you if you were doing that. But I refuse to walk with you over something as stupid as what you're trying to do and what you have blown this into. You act as though black men are being run down, chased down and killed in the streets of America by police. And that is not happening. I won't stand with anything like that. It's just not happening. It's not happening. Get your knee off of our necks. Uh, They have taken that just way, 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 way too far. Way too far. And the way Satan works is that he, if he knows that you like strawberry lollipops, you know what you're going to get most of the time? Strawberry lollipops. (laughs) Oh, evil knows that um, America has grown fond of liking uh, images of cops with knees to the back of black folks' necks and cops shooting black men in the back. Uh, Evil has found that out. And so evil knows that you like that type of flavor in your lollipop. So that's the flavor lollipop evil will give you. Wake up. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. I am CL Bryant. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here daily over Red State, the talk monster. Yeah, here on the CL Bryant show. I was saying to you that uh, that uh, I was saying to you that evil, evil, call him the devil, Satan, that old serpent, the dragon. He knows what type of lollipops America is beginning to enjoy. I'm not really sure we enjoy it. It just seems as though it titillates us. It's titillating. Oh, you don't want to be titillated all the time. So every seemingly week or two, evil throws in a titillating thing for those who would be titillated by it. They throw in a cop shooting a black man in the back. And because we're titillated at that, we, uh, (laughs) yeah, we, (laughs) we, you know, get reinvigorated over race. Uh, speak that's geared to keep the emotions on a frenzy at least until election day and if things don't go the liberals way you're going to see regardless of what happens whether Trump wins or whether the liberals win but surely surely you need to buckle your seatbelts because I have a feeling the president's going to win this thing big. And when that happens, oh, and when that happens, the, 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 the pieces are already in place for a backlash that is going to have to be controlled Probably with the help of you, the armed American citizen. I want you to hear me and I want you to remember that I told you this. I want you to remember that you heard it here uh, perhaps first. 
when the president wins this election, big league, big league, he's going to win it big league. Huge. He's going to be huge. He's going to win by huge, huge margins. I really believe that. I believe it's shaping up to be that way. The nasty is about to happen. It's really beginning to get, it's going to get nasty. This is going to get so nasty that we're not going to be able to, uh, at this point, understand how nasty it can get. But all I can tell you is be ready for it to get nasty. And be ready to defend your community as an armed citizen because I do believe that our police forces are going to need the aid of citizen patriots after the election. Now, this is the part of that story that uh, perhaps you're not told and perhaps you don't listen to most of the time. And this is what I want you to really think about here as we motor, what, 67, 68, 66 days now, as we motor, we hurl toward November 3rd. Seasons are about to change. I want you to think about this. We've talked about just now what uh, America may look like if Donald John Trump wins. We know that the um, liberal Marxist socialist will take to the street in protest. That's going to happen. The pieces are already in place and you are going to have to protect your own property. But this is what you're not seeing on the flip side of that coin. If Donald Trump loses this election, believe me, I know what I'm talking about on both counts. When I tell you this, uh, there is going to have to be a reckoning. There's going to have to be an answer. There's going to be answers. Somebody's got to answer as to how this election got so rigged. Are you hearing me? Somebody's going to have to answer as to how this election got so rigged. And friends, you may think that um, in the midst of, you know, Democrats seemingly on the run, you may think that 
yeah, we got this. You need to prepare. Today, I am saying to you, you need to prepare for confrontation. And, and you need to make certain that your families are prepared for confrontation. Yeah. If ever the family unit should pull together, it should be now. And you know what I really pity and who I really pity and I feel so sorry for because they don't want this. They don't want this. I feel sorry for those people who are growing elderly in what is now called the inner city. And right there on the fringe of the city, the neighborhoods on the fringe of the city, people who are living in cities like Detroit, who are living in Baltimore, people who live in uh, the neighborhoods of South Side Chicago, headed that way. And people who live in Chicago now because it has flooded the place. People who live in these places like Seattle and Portland who are seeing the storefronts, the neighborhoods, the businesses that they patronized, that they called their city destroyed. They're seeing it destroyed. And you're telling me that you're doing this because of George Floyd? You're telling me that you got baseball players going to walk off uh, the field because of George Floyd and because of Black Lives Matter? Listen, I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to get me in trouble because I'm going to say it. That's okay. I've been in trouble before. I'm gonna, I've been in trouble before. I've been in trouble before. So I'm going to say this. If you are serious about black lives mattering, then you can't be serious about uh, taking on the entire the entire society over the deaths of George Floyd and some of the others that have been named. You would be better served to take on the inner city shootings that happen every weekend in the cities that I've named, like Chicago and Houston and and San Fran- and and, and uh, Los Angeles, New Orleans, huh? You would be better served if that's your cause, is to let that be your cause, because more people 
have lost their lives to that in on a weekend than cops have taken lives of black folks since the 20s. Are you hearing me? More black lives have been lost to that type of violence in Chicago, Los Angeles, Baltimore, New Orleans, and uh, other places, Houston, than have been lost over the weekend, over a weekend. Over a month of weekends, more black lives have been lost to black men, black people, gang violence, than have ever been lost to police since the 20s. And the numbers actually may be more stifling than that. More black lives may have been lost to black people in this country in the last year than have been lost to authorities, period. I want you to think about that before you get too stupid with this, okay? You're going to have you're going to have to walk off the field. I'll walk with you if you walk off the field because of what's going on in the streets of Chicago and some parts. If you walk off because of what's going on in the streets of Portland, if you walk off because of that, I'll I'll sta- I'll walk with you. I'll stand with you. But I'm not walking off with you because you're uh, protesting the loss of black lives by police, especially when you're when I'm considering when I know when I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that more black lives have been lost to black lives in the city of Chicago alone. This past year. And probably have been taken by authorities since the 20s. Are you hearing me? Let's get real. Let's get real. I'll be going on uh, my friend Hannity's show next week to talk about that. I'll be going on to talk about that. I'll be going on my friend uh, Andrew Wilkow's show to talk about that next week. You heard that here first. More black lives have been lost to black black people than have been lost to the authorities since the 20s to police authorities since the 20s. Yeah. In one year, more black lives have been lost to black men who have killed black men 
that have been lost to police authorities, to uh, the police since the 20s. Let's get real. Let's get real. In one year, let's get real. More black lives have been lost to men who are black. More Latino lives have been lost to men who are Latino than have been lost to police authorities since the 20s. Let that soak in. Oh, yeah. Black on black crime has killed up some folks. Black on black crime has killed up some folks and has created an environment where you have predator and prey. You have turned the cop into a predator and the black man into prey and guess what we have done it black folks because I'm a black man I have watched it we have done it to ourselves because of the violence that we have committed against ourselves through what means we wanted to take the easy way the easy path to making money and it was drugs We did it to ourselves. And we had the aid of young white people who came into the ghetto to buy drugs until young white people started dealing drugs. You do understand that uh, law enforcement was not that heavy handed on the inner city drug traffic until Young white people stopped going there. Then they wanted to shut it down real bad. Then the predator and prey began. I'll talk more about it after the break. Yeah, the predator and prey began after young white people started coming to the ghetto to get their drugs. Once young white people were dealing the drugs themselves, then the heavy boot of government went in young white people were instrumental in the environment that's happening there in the uh, black inner city community because they used to go there to buy drugs and the cops let them in and out but they brought attention to what was happening and the type of money that was being made there quickly on the streets We did this to ourselves. I'm CL. You can't blame anyone for the deaths of black folks being astronomical compared to uh, and taken by the by black folks. I'm going to talk more about it when I come back after this break. More of the CL Bryant show. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can always lend a helping hand and for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA throughout the fruited plains of a land that is blessed by God from sea to shining sea, and to God be the glory for the great things, the mighty works that He has done, the most mighty. Uh, work that he does for me every day as I wake new every morning to new mercies I see. It is a fact. It is a fact that in one year, one year, one year, more black lives have been lost to black people, violent means. Cities like Chicago, Houston, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Detroit. More black lives have been lost to black violence, black on black violence, than all the lives that have been taken, black lives that have been taken by law enforcement since the 20s. Let's, let's get real. Okay, can we get real for a minute? Huh? Can we get real for a minute? That happened in a year. That type of atrocity has happened in a year. Black on black crime. Since the 20s. And there's been some atrocious things that has happened that made big time news that launched movements since the 20s in this country when it comes to uh, mistreatment of blacks by police authorities, right? There have been some real heinous things goes on, going on. But nothing as heinous as the loss of life of um, innocence of a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and there's countless stories like that. There are now countless stories like that of teenagers and young people whose lives are cut way short. There there are countless stories of a young man who's uh, got great news of him succeeding in high school and was shot down before he could get home to tell his mom the news. Countless stories. There's been more black people killed by black-on-black violence. Yeah. In one year in these cities than black people who have been killed by police authorities since the 20s. Now, that's some real talk for you, right? 
Oh, hey, you 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 can uh, <laughs> you can talk about anything you want. You can march about anything you want. You can burn down anything you want. But if you're real, if you won't be, if you don't want to be fake, be fronting because that's what you're doing. Black Lives Matter. You're fronting. It's all a front. See right through you. It's a front. It's a front. You don't care anything about black lies, because if you did, you would have a statistic on your website like that. That's real. Not something that's conceived or made up. I tell you all the time, and it's the truth. This is true. Think about this. Black people make up 12 and a half percent of the population. Right. That's every black woman, man, girl or boy. All black people, every man, woman, girl or boy. Huh? That is the percentage of black people in this country. Twelve and a half percent. Let's say 13. Let's say 13 percent. Let's be generous and say it's 13 percent, even though with the abortion rate, uh, that's it's still rather high in the black community. Twelve is probably better. Guess. It's going to be interesting to see what the census reports are going to reveal as far as the population of black people in this country be sure to fill out that that, uh, census report it's important it's important it's actually how we plan you know how uh, Washington plans the allocations of funds we need to know how many people are are in the the country legally but now even the illegals are being counted so that means more taxes more money for you the Democrats are can't wait they're drooling to do that they're drooling to cripple us financially but black people are only 12% of the population and so there there's not a wholesale whole scale uh crusade to kill black men because if we're only 13% of the population, then black men are only 6% of the entire American population. We're only 6% of the American population. Now I want you to think about this. People like LeBron James who are black men, you know, they are a fraction of that six percent of black men black men only make up six percent of the entire population of the united states common sense should tell you that if there was open season on black men by police officers around the country it just wouldn't be hard Uh, Common sense, I'll tell you that, right? If there was that level of racism, it wouldn't be hard 
but it would be on a scale that would launch the type of outrage that would cause the feet of indignant Americans to come down on the backs of those racists like you would not have ever imagined. America has always stood up to that type of bigotry. That is why I don't understand why they, we are having this type of, America has always stood up to this type of bigotry, but right now, those who are wanting to find some type of remedy to it are hindering the cause of unity by championing division. When you champion a cause that only says one thing about life, that's bigotry. That is the epitome of racism. That is the epitome of racism. For me, just to say black lives matter. No, white lives matter, too. No, Chinese lives matter. Black lives. uh, You just can't go around saying that. And let that be some kind of mantra. No, that's the that's engaging in the ultimate form of bigotry and calling it right. Oh, there's a time that the scripture says the time will come when, you know, good will be called evil and evil good. That's not good. That's bigotry itself. That is bigotry. That's bigotry. You can't say that white. You can't you can't say that that man can't say white lives matter, which he does, you know, white power. You can't say he can't say that and then you go and say the opposite. And you see, it don't work like that. You would like it to work like that. It'd be great because somehow you feel as though you're evening the playing field. You can't do that because there's nothing you can do about the past. You can only live now. Huh? You can't, you can't even the playing field. The only thing you can do is play the ball game the way it is now and Everybody in their moment in time, as we got to this place, they played their part. But what is happening now is that people are not playing their part. We're trying to even or or, or rectify the past. You can't do that. You can't rectify the past. You can only live for the now understanding what the past was. And and the strangest thing about, about it, they don't want you to have a clear view of the past. So therefore, your now is distorted because you don't have a clear view of the past. In the next hour, I want to talk about that. Why you don't have a clear view of the past, why they don't want you to have a clear view of the past. Could it be that there is a, um, hmm, different definition that they want to promote in order to take you to a different destination than we were designed to go. Is it possible that they want you to only remember and be involved with the past because they are attempting to create a different definition so that you can be guided to a different 
destination. A different destination than was designed for the black man in America 57 years ago when Dr. King stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And if you've not been there, you better go. And gave his now iconic I Have a Dream speech. Iconic I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. We are actually being directed in a different destination to a different destination than King ever had in mind. In fact, where we are right now in America as black people is exactly the nightmare that King had. It was not a part of the dream. It is the nightmare. And we go along with this foolishly, sheepishly, but willingly because we have gotten to a place where our hands are always out. That was the nightmare that King had. It was not a part of the dream. That, my friends, was the nightmare. I'm CL. I'll be back. We're going to explore that thought and more when we return with the CL Bryant show. Thank you for coming along with us over Red State, the talk monster, coast to coast and border to border right here on the CL Bryant show daily 12:05 in the east until 2 p.m. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily throughout the fruited plains. Hey, listen. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, you be sure to download the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us, follow us wherever we go. Uh, some of the shows, I'm going to try to do them uh, from the road. I'm about to get on the road a lot. Um, follow me on Twitter at Rev, at Rev, uh, C.L. Bryant, R-E-V-C-L Bryant. I'm fixing to be on the road. I got about five or six stops that I'm going to have to make here in the next um, few weeks. Um, I'll not only doing what we do for the president and, and so forth with Black Voice for Trump, but also have some uh, Freedom Work stops. And I'm going to be making uh, five or six cities. I, I don't know how many actual events there's probably um eight nine events that we got packed into uh these stops that i'm going to be that i'm going to be making and that um four or five five or six five or six four or five five or six stops there's probably about eight or nine events so it's gonna be two events two shows two events a day and so uh, we're putting the pedal to the metal we're moving down the road uh quickly as we possibly can the present uh, no doubt uh, receives a huge bounce from uh, his convention that he closed strong last night. He and the first lady are absolutely charming, uh, you know, and I think he's headed up to uh, New Hampshire or somewhere like that today. And uh, so those who are surrogates, those of us who are surrogates uh, on uh, his team, we are um, spreading out. We're going out into various places in the country and uh, then we're all looking forward to meeting together on inauguration inauguration day twenty twenty one when we inaugurate Donald John Trump, the two term president of the United States and I truly believe that happy days will be here again there 's no doubt that we will have um, a cure for uh, corona, uh, although the way our world is, you never know what might have hit it by then. Uh, and the way things were going, remember, I was telling you in the first hour, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show, you be ready for the the um, confrontation that is going to be taking place on the streets of America after November 3rd. Yeah, uh, the pieces are already in place when Trump wins. When Trump wins, the pieces are already in place to cause uh, turmoil, tumult, division. The pieces are already in place for that to occur. Also, the thing that I told you not to um, rest on or not to take for granted is this. And I know this uh, firsthand on both counts, both sides of this coin. I know this firsthand. If Trump loses, there won't be any rest in this country, period. Take my word for it. So 
my message, my warning to America is you need to prepare yourself, your family. You actually need to have neighborhood meetings. If you have uh, the type neighborhood that I have, you need to have neighborhood meetings. And, you know, decide how you handle situations, because I believe that the police officers and authorities are going to need our assistance in keeping order in our nation. Actually, it appears that we are not by our choice, but certainly by uh, our circumstances that we've created, of course, and through choices. We're actually going back to a time when we're going to get a firsthand lesson on what was taught to us, what was meant to us. Um, by being a patriot citizen, citizen patriot. We're going to actually get a firsthand lesson on that. We're going to get all of us are going to become cops, citizens on patrol. All of us are going to become cops, citizens on patrol. Not necessarily by choice, but by circumstances that our choices in little contributions to one another have created in this country. We've let it happen. It began back when prayer was out of school. And even though we're celebrating 57 years since King stood on the um, steps of the Lincoln Memorial and gave his iconic I Have a Dream speech, 57 years since then, black people in this country, hear me now, hear me, black people in this country are actually his nightmare rather than his dream. Why? Because we now have become a people who only want, not not me, I'm talking about black people being presented as. And I know many black folks, many, many, in fact, most black people, whether they admit it politically or not, most black people don't want you to be giving them stuff. They don't feel right about it. Keep in mind that anybody can get used to anything. Oh, yeah. The slave got used to being a slave. And the difference between a slave and a a prisoner is that the slave, you don't have to chain the slave at night. Americans, I want you to, all Americans, I want you to hear me. You do not have to chain the slave at night. He's resolved to the fact that he's slave. He ain't going nowhere. Oh, no. Where, where would he go? He ain't going to have to eat. He don't want to have to work for his food. He don't want to have to build his own shelter. Where you go find work? How you go eat? Master feeding him, master putting clothes on his back. Americans, you beware of free stuff. 
the slave nobody worries about the slave running off it's the one who is in slavery who is a prisoner who has never never relented to being that's why I left the Democrat Party that's why I left the NAACP that's why I left some of the religious affiliations that I was with because the slave he he doesn't realize he's a prisoner and he doesn't mind being a slave as long as things are suitable for him as long as things are comfortable for him a prisoner on the other hand prisoner you have to lock him up at night you have to chain him up at night you better keep a close watch on him even when he's walking around with you because a prisoner is always looking to escape that's why I made the film runaway slave a runaway slave was always in his mind he was a prisoner he was a free man he was just captured and made a prisoner and they tried to make him a slave. Oh, they made him do some work because they beat him into it. Oh, they made him do it. But in his mind, he was always thinking of running away. That was me once I realized what uh, the Democrat Party was doing to my people, to my community, what they would do to my children what their design was for America, I realized that I was being, a, I was a prisoner. I had to break away. I ran away. And you do suffer the slings and arrows of running away when you run. You do suffer the chance that the dogs are going to corner you. You suffer the, 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 the chance that you're going to get bitten. By all the types of things that are in the swamp that you have to go through trying to find your way to freedom, you do get weighed down by that. But as in anything, the strong survive. Eleven years ago, when the slings and arrows started being slung at me. Eleven years ago, when the slings and arrows began to be slung at me from all around this country, I did not know whether or not I wanted to engage this fight or whether it would be easier for me and my wife, my family, to just say no to Tea Party. Taxed enough already. Yeah, T, T E A. Taxed enough already. That's what Tea Party was about. Oh, it wasn't about anything stupid that you have been fed by the media. And, you know, no, it wasn't about any, um, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> it just wasn't about any white folks who hate Obama. It wasn't about that. It was about a protest, protesting against George Bush and Obama. And notice that George Bush was not relevant in this 
convention. He wasn't any more relevant than Obama was. Are you? It was certainly Trump's convention. In fact, word on the street was George Bush may have acted bad, badly if asked to come and be a part of this. So why ask him? He may have acted badly if asked to come and be a part of this. So why ask him? That's my. That's what I gotta say. Why ask him? Don't need him. He don't need to come. Forget him. My friends, we are black people in America today. The ones who are making the most noise anyway. Not all black folks. In fact, I would dare say that the majority of black folks are nothing like the ones that television presents to you. Nothing like the ones that television presents to you. Nothing like them. Nothing like them. And there cannot be a war on black men because that extermination of my kind would be very simple because we only represent 6%. We're talking about grown. We're not talking. We're talking about black men, every man and boy, every man and boy. That's black in this country. That's black in this country. That's counted black is in this country. We only represent 6%. So grown men, we're talking about a lesser percentage of that. And, and, and young black boys, young black boys don't, they, they think a whole, they think totally different than men, black men my age, black men who are in their 60s, their 40s, their 30s. They think differently than young black, I mean, talking about young black men, they think much differently about race than, than we do unless they are poisoned. They think much differently about it than we do. And when you start talking about percentages and, you, and you, then you're trying to push a narrative that there is this massive move to try to, to, to put knees on our necks, men, that is not realistic. It's not realistic because it would be too easy for that type of roundup if that was the mission. But then it would be too risky to the very existence of America because the outrage would be too great. So what are you talking about? Is my question. What are you talking about? There's this uh, war against black folks. It's not. But this is the problem, too. This goes along with the problem as well. It's called white guilt. And white folks, you seem to think that somehow you are doing society a favor by being timid. It's one thing to be meek. 
But meekness can only be exemplified by a person with strength. I, hey, listen, it's easy for me to be meek because I, I can be strong. I'm going to be strong. So it's easy to be weak. The weakest, the weakest, the weakest that I have been, not the meekest, but the weakest that I have felt. And the most defiant that I have been in that weakness was in the loss of my wife. That was the, and that's been six months ago, um, the 26th of this month. Um, was six months ago that I lost Jane. The 26th of this month was six months ago. That was the, the, the 26th of February. I lost Jane. That was the weakest night and it was the weakest following months for me character-wise, personal, personally-wise that I have ever experienced. I have never been so weak, spiritually even. Uh, I was weak. I was weak. And, and it was in the height of Corona, of course. But also, I noticed that during my weakness, I compensated for it by being defiant. And the, the paradox of meekness through strength is that you also see weakness through defiance. Are you hearing me? You see meekness. You see a person who is driven to be meek through his strength. And you see a person who is driven to be defiant because of their weakness. Their weakness drives them to be defiant. That's what uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa is all about. They're defiant because of a weak, weak argument that they have. They have to be violent because their argument is weak. Their argument does not stand up. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high 
CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily throughout the Fruited Plains over the main vehicle that we have uh, that uh, allows the other terrestrials and other um, platforms to bring us on. Red State, the talk monster, the largest tech platform, talk platform in um, the nation and the most listened to. We certainly do appreciate them uh, for welcoming, welcoming us into their family. I want to thank Loving Liberty for having us in their family. I had uh, Kathy Smith on with me a couple of days ago. And I uh, also want to thank all of you who come along with me from 12 05 in the east until 2 p.m. daily uh, right here on the C.L. Bryant show. I am C.L. Bryant. And again, thank you for being there. Hey, um, the truth is, and Jesus says it best in his longest recorded sermon, um, the Sermon on the Mount, it is called... um, and it's the longest recorded in Scripture. Yeah, is that Matthew 5? Is that Matthew 5? I believe it is. And when he says to us, the meek shall inherit the earth, he is talking about a strong person. Who is knowledgeable enough and strong enough to be meek? A strong person, a truth, truly strong person is is a meek person. He's very meek. And folks, when we think about the things that we're going to be facing. And when we think about um, those who want to uh, promote and, and, and paint, paint police as somehow Brutal nationwide. Some who want that picture promoted, that image promoted, that visual promoted. Seeing how it is that that is the norm in America today, but it's not it's it's not the majority. You have to understand that you're looking at Dr. King's nightmare and not his dream because black people now are being told that unless your hand is out and they're giving it to you because you're black you're being done wrong Are you hearing me? You better hear me. That is the nightmare. 
That was the, that is the nightmare. That is not the dream. Being judged by character, and I've said this over and over and over. I'll say it over and over again until it shapes up, until we see the mammoth black vote that's going to go for Donald John Trump this election cycle. There's an awakening going on, I keep telling you, because black folks are beginning to see how they they are treated by so-called black leaders. There's nothing happy about the face of Al Sharpton these days. Nothing happy about the face of Jesse Jackson. In fact, you don't see Jesse much anymore. All of them have always had their hands out. When it comes to asking Donald Trump for money, oh, they've had their hands out. Don't you let them tell you that they haven't had their hands out at Donald Trump's office. I've tweeted out uh, pictures of them with their hands out. Why, why do you think they're around Donald Trump? Why do you think Jesse and Al together are with Trump? They both went to get some money. Oh, you better believe that. <laughs> and Trump had it. You better believe they went to get some money. Yeah, don't you think that they were just there to hobnob and eat dinner, eat lunch? Uh-uh. They were there to get some money. They were uh, trying, they may have even tried to shake him down, but he's not the kind that gets shook down. Here, I'll help you on your little mission because I want my name on something that you're doing as a contributor. Trump's not the kind that you shake down. He's not owned by anybody. The mob, nobody's not owned by anybody. Donald Trump is an entity all his own. He's an entity. He's a brand all his own. And years ago, they were wondering if he would run for president. Years ago, he said if he ran, he'd win. Well, I'll be dog. He did. He ran, he won. I'll be dog. He ran and he won. So... Friends, um, that's the way that goes. An unlikely character has become the champion of black America. He has become the champion of the GOP. And quite frankly, quite honestly, I'm going to tell you, I believe Trump is is. is if the GOP is, if the Republican Party is to be saved and people who came to it are to be, um, or to stay there, then the things that you saw in the Republican convention uh, this past week, they're going to be the reason. Most American love God and country. Most Americans, hear me now, hear this. Most Americans love God and country. I want you to understand that most Americans love God and country. And 
And this convention, this Republican convention this past week was about that. Now, how are the Dems how are the Dems gonna paint it? How are black people in the Democrat camp gonna paint the Demo- the Republican convention? They're gonna paint it as something race. They're gonna paint it as wit you're gonna hear this dog whistle for white supremacist. Which is stupid. Didn't you see Herman? Didn't you see um Herschel Walker? Didn't you see all of us who have been a part of Black Voices for Trump? Didn't you see that picture plastered all over the world of myself and Herman Cain around the world? Didn't you see that? You are, are you discounting our intelligence? Are you saying that all of us are stupid? Oh, I get it. We're stupid because we're Republicans. Which means that you think all Republicans are stupid. You think that every white Republican, every black Republican are deluded enough to not know what racism is? Only you know what racism is? And and, and you have been made the the harbinger of what is racially good and what is not and who is okay and who is not and only if you say so only if you say so are my words my actions and or my thoughts and certainly my associations which are led by my thoughts They are only okay if you say so. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying to me? Is that what you're telling me? That only if you say so are my thoughts, my actions, my associations. Only if you say so, are they okay? America, you see, they, 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 they've done this to me for years. But now you do understand that we have always been the prototype. We were the prototype uh, going back to the Tuskegee Institute. Uh, the Tuskegee Airmen, we, we, were, we were the prototype even then. And so what liberals have wanted to be the design for America for years, going back to Woodrow Wilson... And on, uh, you know, to to Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. Americans have, liberals have always, progressive uh, and and socialist, Marxist, have always given, made a test run of what they want to do to all of America. America. They've always test run it through the minority and poor communities. The oddest thing is, is that the minority and poor communities have always had people like Al Sharpton to come out and be manipulated by those who would want to use the poor community as a test tube 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was black preachers, remember, who were used by Margaret Sanger to promote the uh, pro-life move, the, the, not pro-life, but the uh, pro-choice movement in the black community. It was black preachers who promoted that. They were bought. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I could have made a lot of money with pro-choice, in the pro-choice movement. Oh, my goodness, yes, I could have made a lot of money in the pro-choice movement. But for me, it's always going to be about the principle rather than the um, profit. It's always going to be more about the principle with me than the profit, especially if that if, if what you're wanting me to promote goes against what I believe. I, I will never promote anything that I don't believe in. And murdering babies is something I will never believe in. You can pay. You will never be able to pay me enough money to, to, to promote that. I will, I will not have that stain on my soul before God. Now, I want you to understand this. I'm not saying to you who have had abortions that I'm, I won't stand with you in your repentance. I'm not against you because you made a mistake. We've all have made mistakes. All of us have sinned and have done wrong things, have done things that we're regretful of. I know I am. Raise both my hands. But don't. I'm not going to go do it anymore. Once I, once I knew better, I did better. Isn't that the way you're supposed to do that? Once you know better, you do better? Isn't that the way you're supposed to do that? That's the way I think you're supposed to do it. Once you know to do better, you do better. You go and you do better. That's what I did. And so, my friends, my fellow Americans, this is what I am soliciting. This is what I am saying to you right now. And I want to specifically talk to black America. When we talk about uh, marching in the streets and, uh, you know, when we are talking about the, the sins of America's past and all of that type thing, we were there. And you can believe it or not, uh, we co-conspired with whomever the victors are. We co-conspired with them. We were there. And ain't no sense in you trying to fix what happened in the past because you can't. You can never, There's not a chair, there's not a picture on the wall in that room of your past that you can change, you can move around, you, can, you can't even manipulate them. You can see them because you have the gift of memory. But once you allow your memory to drag you into living in the American past, you've lost the battle for your future already. You will not have one because you're not thinking of your future. You're uh, thinking of how to rectify the past. And let me ask you this. I need to ask you this because I want you to think about it as you head into your American week and weekend, what have you, week, weekend, what have you. Whenever you're listening to this show, <clears throat> 
As you head into your American future, let me ask you the question, why do Marxists, socialists and Democrat socialists, the ones who would want to inhabit the White House on November 3rd, who you must vote against, why do they always want us to think about our past? They, in our past, black folks, we in our past, we were slaves. White folks in our in, in your past, you were not nearly as prosperous as you are now. Do you remember when the, when a million dollars was a lot of money? My goodness, not even a billion dollars is a lot of money now. We're playing the game in trillions. We're playing the game in trillions now. Which really, when you think about it, is a ridiculous figure. It doesn't mean anything, but uh, some things are said to be that well be worth that much. It's a ridiculous figure. <laughs> it really is. Friends, when we look at where they want you to re- what where they want you to go in your minds. The Marxists, the socialist Democrats, when you look at where they want you to go in your mind, they want to remember what you were, not what you have survived to be. They want you to remember what your ancestors were, not the prices they paid for you to be what you can be, all you can be. And if you're not achieving that, Right now, if you're not achieving that, I want you to understand that you must take the responsibility for not achieving it and stop blaming it on that room that we love to live in and the things that are in it called the past. You must decipher what you can do now to change that if you want to change it. Because in America, I'm telling you, you can. I'm CL. Be back to close it out after these words. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Do the best I can Always live
back on the home stretch CL Bryant show today. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me daily as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant show throughout the greatest nation on the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America personal responsibility. There was a time I've never thought that uh, anybody, people owed me anything. I just wasn't raised like that. I had to earn what I got one way or another. I'm going to work it off. Uh, I worked and worked and worked for it down on granddad's farm or doing chores around the house. I had to work for it. Cutting the course, cutting the grass. That that was my job uh, just by being alive and able to do it. That was my job. And to work for it. Dad, uh, yes, uh, helped me finance my first car because I had that kind of papa. But I had to work for it. I had to pay it back. Had to work for it. Yeah. Got lucky, though. Car parked my car on the street. A drunk teacher coming home at night ran into the back of it, totaled it, paid it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dad had good insurance. Sure did. Paid it off. Got me another one. Yes, sir. Worked for it. Gas to put in it, tires to go on it, and break down repairs when it got in that situation. Worked for it. And if you are in a situation where you are saying to yourself, well, you know, at least you had an opportunity to go work for it. Friends, you can create a job. I know I created one when I was pushing lawnmowers up and down the street as a kid. I had sense enough to know that uh, there were some people who did not want to cut their yard and would give me some money to do it. And you know what I did? I'd negotiate my mind price. Daddy gave me that. Daddy told me, hey, look, don't be solid on your price now. Look at the size of that yard. How much sweat you got to put into it. Do it. And uh, think of that figure that you'd really like to get and ask for a little bit less because your competition is going to ask for more. You'll get that job. Man, I was a yard-cutting son of a gun. Made a man out of me. Guys who were asking for more money didn't wasn't getting as much work. <laughs> so they were losing money. I was making it because it was all different. The yards were different. Once I got them in shape, charging the same amount of money, I was doing less work anyway. <laughs> you can create a job. A comedian was making a joke out of it one time, but it's true. You get yourself a broom and you get out in front of a storefront, little storefront store or whatever, 
uh, the, you know it needs sweeping out in front of that store. And you start sweeping it, they go come out and they go ask you, what you doing? He said, oh, I just needed a, to do something. I sure would like a job. And, you know, you start sweeping that store, but I'll be here keeping this clean for you. I sure would love to love to have a job. Go on down to the next one that needs sweeping. Sweep it. Boy, you know it. Guess what? Somebody's going to give you a job. You can create a job. What you don't have is gumption. You can create a job. I had gumption. By the grace of God, I had gumption. Old folk called it gumption. <laughs> I'd stick to it till it paid off. Yeah. Oh, there are people that come along that encourage you to hang on. That's what I'm trying to do to some of y'all right now. I'm trying to encourage you to go do your thing. Go do it. Get out of the house. Don't stay home. Go live your life. Create your jobs. Create a job. Man, even the bums on even the bums on the streets of Los Angeles, man, they create a job. They'll dirty up your windshield and then ask you for money to get off what they put on it. <laughs> I create a job. <laughs> At least they feel it though they gotta work for it. <laughs> Bible says you should. Man, all, man ain't working all not eat. No, I'm not talking about those of you who can't work. You understand that? I, you know, man, I pray God. I mean, I pray God uh, continues to give me life, health, and strength. I ask that in the name of Jesus. But God forbid that I ever became disabled. That all the years that I've worked wouldn't pay off for me in some way or another. Huh? All those years that I've worked wouldn't pay off for me in some way or another. That's what I expect. But as long as I'm able to do this, as long as I'm able to bring it to the table, as long as I'm, I'm, I'm looking like I'm 30 years old, feeling better, hey, I need you to give me nothing. Get out of my way. I get it myself. I sure wish that was the attitude of our young people in America today. Get out of my way. I'll get it myself. And I'm talking about, uh, hey, kids today think they should live a movie star life. And when they don't get it, they get depressed. They're killing themselves because they're not getting it. They, they don't understand. You got to work for that. The hard work goes into that. Somebody has to do the leg work. Yeah, there are plenty of prettier faces that never broke a day's sweat. But there's somebody who had to get the whip cracked on their back in order for folks to enjoy what they enjoy, even the trust fund babies. Somebody had to break their back to get it. Somebody had to pay the price. It ain't easy. And I know, I know, I know that most uh, young people think that (laughs) this is... Something that they're owed? No, it's not. Life does not owe you nothing. And you like to uh, talk about respecting you because of the color of your skin. That's not the dream of King, even though he's obviously been discounted because we're so far away from what he was dreaming that it has become a nightmare. It means nothing to you. 
to receive a handout because of the color of your skin. That's shameful. That's nothing noble about it. It's shameful. It's pandering. And when you see these high-paid entertainers who we made, athletes who we made, walking off the field, I am saying to you, we need to divest in the NBA. We need to divest in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and any other sports organization that feel as though we cannot do without them. They, in so many cases, wear the title of national on their logos, National Football League, National Basketball League. But even at that, we still pay them to entertain us. And most of them, in fact, I would say is probably in the 85 percent tile of them most of them athletes i'm talking about and hey i was one back in you know junior high high school i was a good one i could have taken it to college tried to actually to lsu but uh a little bit too small it's a real horses down there when charlie mcclendon was down there tried to walk on too small i'm a pretty good athlete though But most of us athletes, us jocks, could not bring to the table anything other than our athletic prowess. I thank God that I had proclivities, thank to my mother and uh, Sister Leslie Jones and Evelyn Hightower and people like that, Uh, Jimmy Long, you know, Molly Molly, uh, Jackson. You know, uh, Frank Lauer, you know, people like that. Uh, You know, who were my speech coaches and, you know, those types of things in my life. I had an outlet where I had this also. I was a natural athlete, but I also had a natural talent that went went far and beyond, you know, practice uh summer practices you know really i hate it twice a day man i hated them i'm sorry <laughs> just be honest with you i hated them so i didn't have the dedication of that but i could dedicate myself to doing what eventually i do you know i mean i became a minister for the last 40 years over 40 years 40 years i was a minister preaching the gospel pastor three churches from florida and texas uh, you know, Louis, here in Louisiana, in California, I've served on boards of churches out there and um, served on staffs of churches out there around the country. You know, so my natural, true proclivity, I've done all my life. 
I've used uh, my natural gift of gab all my life, all my life. And so I've been paid because of it. That's what I bring to the table. Okay. And a lot of times I kept my mouth shut when I knew it would jeopardize my livelihood. Since I have been working for myself for the last 20 years and been in business last 25, 30 years, I have not really cared about losing my job because I work for me. And I've been able to say what I wanted to say, but, you know, still, you suffer the slings and arrows. Stand up, Americans. Be counted. Be counted. And say what's on your minds. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak to you again, I'm CL, and my heartfelt desire for you all is that God would bless and keep you in the hollow of his hand. Mm-hmm.